And it's time now for the rural news with Maya Bari in Ototahi. Kia ora, Maya, and researchers have been looking at the benefits of growing the seaweed industry. Does this mean we have to eat more seaweed? Kia ora, Mani. Well, how does the seaweed steak sound to you? Well, my kids are obsessed with that dry seaweed, so I don't know. Am I Oh, the nori. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. not bad. Well, <laughs> I think what they're talking about isn't necessarily seaweed in its whole form, um, but definitely they're saying that increasing the number of seaweed farms around the world could dramatically reduce agricultural expansion and help drive down greenhouse gas emissions. This just-published research from the University of Queensland says the current rate in which farmland is expanding is unsustainable. PhD student Scott Spilius says they modelled what would happen if people added more seaweed to their diet and therefore reduced the reliance on land-based farming. So we basically found that, you know, depending on the scenario, obviously things change. Um, one of the scenarios we looked at were we assumed that every person on Earth consumes um, seaweed as 10% of their diet, which is you know, obviously a huge increase from the way people consume seaweed today. But if we were to do something like that, it would save you know, over 100 million hectares of land from agriculture. And that could have big savings for carbon emissions and water use and fertilizer um, at, on land. And Scott Spilius says interest in using seaweed in food products is growing, but it's still not commonplace in a lot of countries. If you look at any packaged like processed foods, the components of that are things like soy and corn um, and things that you wouldn't expect. And so um, it's feasible that and unlikely that we could be using seaweed as the raw material for those things as well. So instead of using, you know, isolated proteins from soy, maybe we're using isolated proteins from, from seaweed. And in that way, seaweed could actually be incorporated into a much broader range of food. Than, and you might not be eating seaweed in things that you don't even know about. And Scott Spilius says more research does need to be done on large-scale seaweed farming. He says while some governments are investing in the idea, expansion is largely being funded by the private sector. There's been a decent drop in the number of farms hitting the property market. New figures from the Real Estate Institute show there were 166 fewer farm sales in the three months to December. That's compared with the same period last year and makes it a 32% decrease. The median price per hectare dropped by $2,000 to about $32,500. And Institute Rural Spokesperson Shane O'Brien says there's a few factors behind the fall in sales. A number of properties were late coming to the market this year uh, across much of New Zealand. We had a particularly wet spring and it just meant it was difficult to get photos and farms ready for market. On top of that, increased environmental compliance and making sure all the property information is correct uh, for buyers is just making selling times and selling preparation times slightly longer. And Mr O'Brien says buyers are also being more cautious due to higher interest rates. I think the money's certainly still available in the market from the banks, um, but buyers are being cautious. And then with the election year pending, I think a lot of people are just a little apprehensive as to what the year may hold, um, and as such are just being rather prudent around their decision-making. But Shane O'Brien adds that high-quality farms are still selling for a good price. And it's Friday, so that means it's time to get the latest from the sale yards around the country. And I spoke to our regular guest, AgriHQ Senior Analyst, Suze Bremner, a little earlier today. Kia ora, Suze. So our first update of the year, how are things looking? 
Hi, Maya. Well, it's been a slightly different start to the year in that schedule prices continued to go down over Christmas. And we've actually only started to see some stabilisation now. Usually that would be reflected in what we're seeing paying at the sale yards for stock, but of course this large amount of feed around has created a bit of a buffer. So we've seen that the need to get stock on paddocks to eat the grass has meant that buyers are throwing a bit of caution to the wind and paying prices higher than what they probably should relative to schedule. So in reality, we've actually seen a late grass market emerge. The other side of the story with the copious amount of feed around is that throughput through January at most of the yards has been lower than usual, as by the same token that people want to buy stock, potential sellers are holding off just as they're under no pressure feed-wise to sell. Mm, And so uh, looking a bit closer at the prices at the yards, how are things tracking there? Well, the prices for store cattle are generally up on last year and five-year averages, while store lambs are trading at or just below last year. Fielding results last week where there was about 10,000 lambs offered, that showed a softer market and most medium to good male lambs sold for $87 to $115. What we are seeing is a clear discount for lambs that are yet to be shorn as the buyers don't want to carry that extra cost or the risk of fly strike, especially given the humid conditions around. And just lastly, Suze, we can't forget about the ewe fairs, which are on at the moment. How are they going? No, that's right. As always, the ewe fairs are a big part of January, most of which have happened in the North Island so far. These have gone better than expected, though the prices are back on average 24 to $54 on 2022. So two to four tooth ewes have averaged $189 this season and the older ewes around $160. Tamuka has held its tooth fair on Wednesday and most of the ever popular border Leicester Romney tooth made $220 to $286. Thanks very much to Suze Bremner from AgriHQ for, for that update from the sale yards. And if none of those sales appealed, how about a wild horse auction that's taking place in North Canterbury tomorrow? Around 20 horses have this week been mustered from the isolated Ada Valley and will be sold by auction at the cattle yards in the St James Conservation Area, which was once an 80,000 hectare cattle station. Hazlitt Livestock Agent Albie Orchard says the St James sale has a long history and always draws a big crowd. It gets very well supported. The uh, horses go from sort of Cape Rianga to Bluff throughout New Zealand. A lot of um, show-jumping horses come out of the St James horses. And Albie Orchard says for the first time in the sales history, people will be able to bid online if they can't attend in person. And that's the rural news for this week. Thanks, Maya. Goodness, there'll be some beautiful horses in that, in that yeah, auction. Yeah, you eh? can bid online, Marnie. <laughs>